This is episode five of Sleepless in Mobile. I swear, I never thought we'd make it past two or three. <laughs> you doing all right? Yeah. It's 11.56 p.m. That's why we call this Sleepless in Mobile. I'm on night shift, so technically this is like... Normal for you. Yeah, this is lunchtime for this me. This is not normal for me. <laughs> I mean, it kind of is because I'm a night owl. Are you more creative at night? Yes. Why? I don't know. I guess it's because, like, delirium helps with that. Is it delirium or deliria? I say words wrong all the time, so I have to ask. And then if I don't ask, I really don't know that it's wrong, so... And sometimes she confuses me. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> then I have to use the word in a sentence. I sound like one of them little kids at the spelling bee. <laughs> Can you use it in a sentence? So, today we're taking a, a deep dive, a hard look into Liz's creativity. And that's scary for me because I'm the person that kind of likes to be in the background. Not really be focused on. And yet, here we are putting a spotlight directly on you. This is like E-True Hollywood Stories, but for rednecks. Justin's going to be my interviewer i'm no dan rather but i'm gonna do my best i'm not a very interesting subject so it depends on who you ask most people (laughs) i think your story will be interesting to people who are artistic recently i say recently probably within the last two weeks yeah you have rekindled that spark Mm. for your artistic ability i would say it's like a small little ember that's never really went out but it wouldn't say it sparked it's just like a slight glow from underneath the ash of what once was. But it's coming back. It needs a lot of work. I mean, there's a lot of room for improvement. Let's let's get up. Let's see if we can't use this to re-trigger something else. Let's start with how old were you when you you knew you had the ability to draw and the spark to start doing it? Well, my earliest memory of drawing was I was probably like four. You remember the drawing? Yeah, it was supposed to be a horse, but it was not a horse. Did he have a triangle-shaped head like most of mine still do? I don't even remember what it looked like. I just remember that there was a bunch of squiggles all over the page. And my dad was very, uh, and my mom, was very um, supportive of it. Like, they were like, oh, baby looks great. And they, like, put it on the fridge. But that may have sparked, you know, me actually trying from there. After that, the next thing that I remember is like at the age of like six or seven. But I remember we had to make these little portfolios that's like taped on the edges and that you draw mm-hmm. on yourself. And I remember drawing Liz because Elizabeth would be way too difficult. <laughs> but I remember drawing Liz and just going around in each letter doing different colors. And then I drew a dolphin on the other side. And then because I did that all my classmates came up to me asking me to draw theirs and like do different stuff on theirs so then I kind of realized that like hey they can't do this you'd had a mean hustle they think it's cool that I can do this I didn't think anybody else couldn't do this I guess that's the first time that I realized that maybe I could draw decently what's the first thing you drew that you were like whoa may have something here or did you never have that moment I probably did I just don't remember first off I'm not a showy person I don't like you know saying I mean not that you showed it off but you you to yourself was like that's good I don't know I would say probably like 12 13 because I was drawing my niece maybe I was like 14 I don't know I was definitely in my early teenage years whenever i started really trying to get into hyper realism which is because i'm like, stupid you're not stupid <laughs> hyper realism is like realistic stuff so like my drawings would look realistic but hyper realism is just like where you try to make it look super super realistic like a portrait 
Yeah, so maybe I'm not a hyper-realistic drawer, like, artist, because mine's just realistic, not hyper-realistic, because those are, like, extremely, I hate to keep saying this word, sorry, y'all, realistic. (laughs) 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 Mind-blowing. But I like drawing stuff to where it looks real, in a way. Maybe not, like, come off the page real, but to where it looks real. So... So I would draw like my niece or I would draw a horse or our house. But architecture is really where my heart lies. I got you. So teenage years is kind of where you tried to expand that hyper-realistic yeah, high school area. But <clears throat> Did you ever enter any art competitions? I don't know if I've ever even asked you that. I really don't remember. I know that they had like this thing where they had the competitions for art in elementary school. And like your art could be on display at the mall. Do you remember going to the mall and there was like... Nope. Okay. <laughs> well, they actually had like different schools do competitions to where you could have your art and stuff displayed on these different um, walls and stuff that they had temporarily put up in the middle of the mall. But I don't think mine were ever there. You're not sure if you won an art contest, but I want to put it out there. I had I just thought about this. I did win an art contest. Did you? I really did. That's I got awesome. first place in my category. Shut up. Yeah. I where? So, <clears throat> I didn't go to public school. I went to one of those glorified homeschool things. Is basically what it was. It was I mean, like you went to physical school. I went to physical school, but it was like one of them. It was basically a glorified homeschool group. Is what it was. It was actually where our public school sent all of the rejects. rejects. Yeah, it's a small Christian private school, but it was more or less a glorified group homeschool thing, you know. And then all public school rejects got sent there too. Make a long story short, we had another. A friend of the school who their kids went to another homeschool group like that and they got the idea to start doing this little art contest and I drew a coffee cup wrote cup with Joe on it painted the top black and had some steam coming out of it, and I won first place that's awesome so we can get back to your loser life because you never won an art <laughs> contest and you can draw better than me so mm. I didn't really think to put myself in a contest I don't know I just didn't care about it that's like probably that. why God didn't give me that great talent so he was like I wouldn't be able to ring this kid back I in. I did try to do, so do you remember the TV commercial where it was like, can you draw? We'll send you this packet and like you draw this and like you send it back to us and you might be like admitted to our like art school or whatever yeah, it was. That. And it was like a bear or whatever. Mm-hmm. I called in and like got <laughs> them to send me that stuff. And I mean, I think this is where I messed up. I drew it exactly like it was and I sent it back and I never heard anything from them. I think they were looking for you to like, have some creativity, you know? And maybe, like, put your own little drawing in the envelope, you know? I think they were just looking for creativity there. Mm. And I was, like, taking it to heart. Like, draw it exactly the same. Yeah, the only thing the only thing we ever got off TV when I was a kid for art was the thing you slid the paper in on one side, the light shined through it, <laughs> and it lit up on the other side, and you could trace it. I still sucked at that. This is the kind of stuff that sparks, like, my, I guess, giddy personality is creativity in other ways than drawing and painting. It's literally just creativity in general. I know that sounds very confusing. So, for instance, my cousin Caitlin, whenever she was in college, she went for speech pathology, and she had to make a 3D mouth, and it had to actually open and shut, like the jaw actually had to work. And what she had was a sphere of foam, or like styrofoam, whatever it was called. I don't know what it's called. It's like what you use for florists like vases and stuff 
And she did all the work. Like, she made it look like a face. She had the teeth in there for, the, like, marshmallows. It was really cool. But she needed help because she needed the jaw to work. She didn't know, like, what to do. And, like, my brain just, like, fired. And, I mean, when that kind of stuff happens, I get so many endorphins throughout my body. <laughs> Dopamine like, release. Yes, I'm just like, ooh, yes, 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 yes. I have it, I have it. And so I like jumped up. I ran to the bathroom and I came back. And she was like, what do you have, what do you have? And I had a hair claw. And I clamped that into that foam. And so from the back, you could just like squeeze the claw and it made the mouth open. And like that kind of stuff just like gets me every time. I love that kind of creativity. That's what my brain is just like, mm, let's do this. Not necessarily drawing. And I want to be a better artist. I do. I want to be a better drawer and painter. Like I see all these different accounts and stuff on Facebook and Instagram. And I'm just like, man, they are so good. But I don't feel like I'll ever get to that level. Because it takes so much. Maybe it doesn't for some. But for me, it would take a lot of discipline and a lot of work to get there. But it's the other creativity that I love. So maybe I would be better at art projects. <laughs> Then you need help building a volcano. Yes, like you. that kind of stuff. Like I love hands-on stuff like that. So maybe I should get into like pottery or I don't know. Like, <laughs> like, I don't see you sitting there with like. <laughs> oh, I do. Like, My dad wanted to do it. That's not surprising. Your dad's a very creative man, though. He is. He just hand carved tiki bar stools. Yeah, they were really cool. He didn't want to use a chainsaw or any kind of like no, actual like, power tool because he was like, that's not what they use. Granted, he cut the logs up with a chainsaw. It ain't like he sat there and saw yeah. through them, but he did hand carve the, the tiki. What are those called? Totems? Is that a tiki totem? Uh, No, I think it's just called a tiki. Tiki man? Tiki bar stool. Tiki head? Know. It could be a tiki. I don't uh, Tiki is a weird word. Don't get me started word. on that. I don't know stuff. We could keep saying tiki and it's just <laughs> not going to get any better. <laughs> yeah. I think you draw a lot. I think your dad is a big reason why you're so creative because he is, like, super creative. He is. I love it. He's definitely my person. Like, Yeah. But your mom's creative, too, in her own way, but yeah. different, way different than your dad. Your mom could have been an interior designer where your dad was artistic. Yeah, my mom's creative yeah. in a French country kind of way. <laughs> so, you, when you graduated, you never thought about going to art school or anything like that? Yes. I wanted to go to SCAD, which is Savannah College of Art and Design in Savannah, Georgia. I got that wrong. I was thinking Scandinavian Art and <laughs> Design. Not going there, although that would have been cool, too. Vikings. <laughs> you got that right. <laughs> no, it's Savannah College of Art and Design. It's in Savannah, Georgia. They have one in Atlanta, too. Um, I think they have some internationally as well, but I wanted to go there so bad. We actually went, me and my dad and my mom went to... One of their seminars that they had in downtown Mobile for like high school students to like try to, you know, convince them to go to their school. I didn't need any convincing. I got their brochures every year. And I mean, they're not small brochures. You know, you're thinking like a college brochure, like a little three leaf pamphlet. No, these things are literally an inch and a half book. They are a catalog, a catalog, not even joking you. And they're huge. Was it just like students artwork or something? Yeah, so it has every single kind of course that they carry. So it has, like, you know, animation, claymation. It has, like, I mean, it just has any kind of art that you can possibly think of. Web design, um, gaming systems, like, anything you can think of that has to do with creativity, they offer it there. Culinary stuff, like, 
anything creative. Like it's amazing. (laughs) And going through those different books, like it's just incredible what people can come up with. Like it's, it is the endorphin of endorphins for an artist, like to see all that kind of stuff and to know that you could be a part of that was just like, Oh, I just wanted to do it so bad. And then to find out that, you know, my art could qualify me for their top creative type scholarship. I was super pumped. But then once I realized like, Hey, (laughs) you still can't afford half that tuition (laughs) because it is a private college out of state. So it was going to be super, super pricey. Hindsight, probably should have just jumped in, got me some college debt, but, like, actually had a job that I really enjoyed. Yeah. But then I went and met you, so, like, yeah. you know. Yeah. I think that would have been a pretty good trade-off. Yeah, exactly. I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about your art school. You think it would have been a pretty good trade-off? No. Living no. your dream versus me? Have you met me? <laughs> yes, I have met you, and I do not regret it. Oh. No, it's just, that was something that I wanted to do so bad. And even on their website, they had, like, these little short films that these people would make um, in the animation classes. And there was one in particular that was, like, super freaky to me. Like, it was just, like, the most odd. Like, I like that kind of stuff, though, because it's, art is supposed to be just provoking. Whatever it is, it's just, like, if it speaks to you. Yeah. But this one particular animation was this truck going down like a side of a mountain and it was kind of like an eerie kind of animation and this man was driving and I don't remember too much about it but like I think I think somebody like popped up into his vehicle almost like a ghost and then like it freaked him out and then the next thing he knew like they were gone and then like I think he's like drove off the side of a cliff by accident it was that kind of animation so it wasn't like a Pixar happy movie, but it, <laughs> it stuck in my mind though. Cause I mean, it was so freaky, but it was, that's the kind of thing that art is to me is it's like, if it sticks with you, I don't mean, I know some scary stuff sticks with you just cause it scares you, but I don't know. I just, I wanted to go to that school so bad, but I didn't. What a shame. I know. You could have been famous. I mean, I don't want to be famous. I just want to do what I You could have worked on Finding Dory. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I will say that underwater scenes are my favorite. I love the bright, vivid colors, like from like Finding Dory and Finding Nemo. Like I loved it whenever Finding Nemo came out. Oh my gosh! Like my heart just like dropped. I love Pixar. You're a cartoon nut, anyway. I am a cartoon nut. I love cartoons. If you're around me for ten minutes, I'm probably gonna quote something. I mean, at the beginning of so today is Tuesday. We just released a podcast today. It was episode four. I'm pretty sure at the beginning of that one, I was like, just keep swimming. (laughs) Just keep swimming. I did. And I'll constantly just quote cartoons all day long if I'm around you. It seems like you took a super long break from art. It's like you hit a wall and just like (laughs) lost all your drive for it. I didn't prioritize creativity because at that time I was like, well, I'm not going to be able to afford the school that I want to go to. And, I mean, I was thinking about college because, I mean, I have, <laughs> you know me, I'm always thinking about different careers that I would like to pursue. And you and like to learn. I love learning. Oh, my goodness. If I can learn something, I'll be super happy. At the hardware store, like, that I worked at, I was constantly trying to learn something new. Like, if they needed a key cut, I wanted to go back there and learn how to cut a key. If they needed a lock rekeyed taking all the little pins out of it. I learned how to do that. Like 
there's not really an aspect of that store that I didn't try to learn. So for me not to go to college was almost just unthinkable. College was too expensive for you. The art school you really the art school of your dreams was too mm. expensive. So you you didn't want to try to pursue like an art program at one of our local universities. So did you look into that or is that just something you just kind of like threw off to the side? No, I didn't throw it off. And I mean, I can come up with a bunch of excuses why I didn't go, but ultimately I just didn't go. Like, I mean, I can't really blame it on one thing or the other. It's I should have but I didn't. And I can't say that I even didn't because I did actually attend. But not for art. Or were you going with art in mind? I wasn't going with anything in mind. I was going to wait until I got kind of two years into it mm. and then decide. Gotcha. So I was kind of undecided at that time. But I did whenever I was out of school. My parents got a divorce. And I'm not going to try to blame it on them because it's not their fault. You know, me not going to college or anything. But it kind of threw a wrench And me thinking about college in a way and being serious about it because it was so, I would say, toxic at the house that I ended up moving out of the house and moving into my church. Like, it was pretty bad. But I wanted to go to college, so I did sign up to go to the University of Phoenix online. And... I didn't realize, I mean, the this is kind of a lot of information, but the counselor that I was talking to on the phone, he definitely did his job well. He was almost like a confidant. Like, I talked to him a lot, you know, and about different stuff. And he had me sign up for FAFSA and all that kind of stuff. And I ended up paying the full tuition with my FAFSA, like, for that one year or one semester. I don't really know how it works. But I ended up paying the whole thing, went to orientation online, realized that I didn't have internet out there where I was living. It's kind of in the boondocks in a way. Didn't have internet. So I bought one of those little four gigabyte Verizon pod thingies at the time. Like a little hotspot deal? Yeah, a little hotspot. I bought one of those. Didn't realize how fast four gigabytes goes by. Like it goes by like <laughs> really fast. <laughs> so I realized... If I did continue to go to school, I would have to do it at the McDonald's parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> Which is really sad. So I ended up... I'm going to a Big Mac and a master's <laughs> degree with that, please. And, I mean, I can just, like, you know, play my little violin all I want to, but I ended up dropping out because I didn't really have the means. And, I mean, I could have. If I really wanted to, I could have. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's not like I'm saying, oh, woe was me. I just didn't do it, you know? But then there went all my FAFSA. You couldn't even buy a Big Mac if you wanted to. So in a way, like, he kind of swindled me. I feel kind of swindled. Even though I might not have been, I might have been just, like, naive and he was doing his job the way he was supposed to. But I felt like I was swindled. Not going to lie. They got all their money and I just went to orientation. Anyhow. So after that, <coughs> I did. <laughs> okay. I kind of, that was at the age of like 19 whenever I did that. And then 20 hit and I was just spiraling at that point. I was just. Like your your creativity I was, was not, like shot. No, dude, I was in survival mode. I was like. Planes going to, down. You're fumbling for the parachute. It was so bad. You have no idea. It was, it was rough. And why I'm getting emotional right now, I don't know. Maybe it's trauma I don't want to think about. <laughs> Nobody wants to think about the screaming that happens going down on the plane like. Mm, not a good time. Not a good time at all. Anyway, after that, let me wipe these tears away. 
after that, you know, I met you. So, and before, I'm not going to say like right after that. I did some healing before that, but you would never know it looking at my face right now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still a broken person. (laughs) I think I'll always be a broken person. I feel like I've always been a broken person. The broken are the most beautiful. So I have the best stories to tell. So whenever I met you is whenever like I had already gotten my life kind of back together mentally. (laughs) Definitely not uh, in any other capacity. Like I was living with my mom at my grandfather's house like not a good time. Not a good time. I'm appreciative of the fact that he allowed us to stay there. Yeah. I'm not going to, you know, just... Discredit him. 100%. Right. And it was not a good time at all. But then me and you got married and life kind of just settled down. Like my plane leveled back out. So now I just feel like I'm safe. So I can come out of my shell more. You know what I mean? Does that make any sense? Yeah, a little bit. Like before yeah. I was in survival mode... So I kind of just like threw everything to the side. Like I literally threw out art. You like threw it away. Yeah, like literally threw Chunked it away. It. Like all the stuff like that I had, had accumulated. You had some really good stuff you was working on, including a piece for me that's gone, lost forever. I'll never get that back. <laughs> Not like I was paying for it, but still, it was a really good piece. I mean, I could always draw a bass, Justin, but. Yeah, well, it'll never be as special as that first one. Is that about everything? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> No, definitely, <laughs> definitely not about everything. Definitely not. Uh, that's too funny. Present time. Mm-hmm. Right now. Yeah. You have started to find that spark again. Yeah. Your creativity is slowly creeping back. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, it really hasn't gone away entirely. Whenever I was working at the hardware store, I did do all of their marketing and I did all of their like newspaper ads and billboards and... I did their Facebook and their website, and I just did a lot of different stuff that is creative, and it did help me with Photoshop. So, I had never used Photoshop before, and I convinced my boss that we needed it because I needed to use it to make our ads, even though I'd never used it before. I kind of like, yeah, we really need this. (laughs) I know what I'm doing with it. So, you suckered him into it, basically. Kind of, but I mean, we really did need it. Yeah. We really did. I mean, you you very proficient in it now. I wouldn't say proficient, but Oh, you're hard on I can yourself. get a, I can get around on it. Dude, I'm just saying like you should see what everybody else can do on Photoshop. Like it's incredible. Yeah, but hold on. Everybody else is probably going to SCAD or somewhere else to be this Maybe. artistic. You're not this art you didn't have all that. You're this artistic because you're that talented. My cousin Hunter in Oklahoma, he is incredible. And he was incredible before he went to college. So he went to college for a graphic designer, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, I know he went for something art-related, but... But did he ever stop doing art? I highly doubt it. Yeah, see, practice makes perfect, too. But he has his own company that he's doing right now. It's pretty awesome. It's called Drone. Little (laughs) shout-out. But it's really neat. Um, I wouldn't say a little company. That sounds like I'm trying to degrade him. <laughs> it's an awesome company. It's called Drawn. <laughs> Sorry. It's an outdoor company, right? Yeah. Bro. It's really neat. So you're, you're, you're finding your spark again. I'm trying to. You're getting back in your mojo. Yeah, there's a little ember underneath the ash. And I'm over here just trying to fan that little ember. Because <laughs> I'm freezing to death. I'm <laughs> Come on, baby. 
Oh, my <laughs> like Bear Grylls so over crazy. here trying to start a fire. So I have been struggling the past. How long do you think I've been struggling with this? I don't know. Years? Probably two years. So I've been struggling super, super, super bad with the thought of going to school again. Because I love to learn. I want to earn more money. Like, I want us to be comfortable. Because, let's face it, inflation is, like, killing everybody right now. It's just awful. You can't buy a house. You can't build a house. Like, it is horrible right now. Yeah. We're trying to find land. And we're kind of limited in what we can buy. Because we do have some cash set aside from selling our house. But... We can't really buy in the area that we want to buy because it's literally double what we have set aside. And if we did pay for that, like half of it, and then finance the rest, it would take us, I don't know how many years, until we could actually use that land as collateral to build on. So it's just like all these different steps. It's like super aggravating. I want to go to school for something that would pay substantially. I know that I have, and maybe this is just ego fueling this but I know I have the capability to do some of these things that I want to do like what I've been struggling with Justin is is going for engineering which is in the realm of the creativity world but it's also math heavily math but I love that like I love like I said before just the fact that I was able to help my cousin like with her art project that was so stupid but like not her project was stupid, but just like me enjoying it to that level. I feel like engineering is that for me. Like that would be an awesome job for me because it would be that every day. And I would love to do that. And I would be paid substantially for it. But, and right now would be the best time to go because we don't have a mortgage. We're staying at my brother's guest house in their guest house and, you know, they're telling us that we can stay here as long as we need to, which anybody would say that, but they really do mean it. But I don't want to well, wear out our welcome. Yeah, I don't want to wear out a welcome. But at the same time, like if I were to go to school right now would be the best time to go because I could technically pay as I went, you know. But here's my problem is the way the world is going and even if it wasn't really going this way I would feel so much guilt for leaving my child and I know women do it all the time fathers do it all the time they leave their kids to go to work to pay for a better life I get it I really do and I'm not shading anybody for it but me personally I would just have so much guilt for leaving her because I don't want to leave her at daycare I don't want somebody else to raise her I want to be there every day and to like have that kind of close relationship with her and we do want more children in the future so I don't want my kids going off to daycare but I do also understand that eventually they'll be in school. So I'll have that time to actually be at work. So it shouldn't really affect anything with our, you know, family dynamic. But right now it would. So what do I do? Do I like wait? But then at that time it won't be, you know, feasible per yeah. se. So it's been this whole struggle of mine that I'm facing internally it's like a battle between do I go because I want more money for us or do I stay because my kids would really need me and want me here 
and it's this whole maternal battle versus I mean I wouldn't say it's my ego but there's always been that part of me that says I want to go to school I want to go to college I want a degree I want a career but then now that I'm a mother it's killing me to think about leaving them like I do not want to do it I do not want somebody else to raise them so what do I do do I wait but then waiting would even prolong it even more and who knows that it would even be feasible then so I've had this internal struggle this whole time and every time I ask Justin like hey what do you think about me going for this what do you think about me going for this and he's like well I just really don't see you doing that I would go off the handle on him just like crying and all this kind of stuff like I just don't feel like you're supportive I don't feel like you really want me to go to school and he's like it's not that I don't want you to go to school it's just I don't see you know four years in college and I mean it was some of the fact that you were saying that it was like a four-year degree but ultimately it was the fact that I was dealing with this internal struggle with do I want this to the point where it would change our family dynamic because I would have so much guilt about it for something that seems selfish. Like it seems like a selfish desire and something that we don't really need. Like you can live off of our means. It's just super tight. Yeah. And I don't like being tight. I grew up in a carpenter's home where it was feast and famine. So I don't like that. But at the same time, it's doable. I know that was a really long tangent. <laughs> well, not, but I was basically <clears throat> trying to say, is it? it's not Justin's fault that I'm not yeah, I was about to say, I don't want to keep harping on this, but did you clear this up with whoever you told this to? Because I told it to Brian and Jamie the other day at work. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And it's almost embarrassing for me to be like, I'm not going to school because... I want to be a mom. Like, it's, it's like, it has like a stigma almost. Like, mm, okay. You know, and maybe this is going to be beneficial to somebody. Maybe it's just making me feel like the ultimate fool because I feel like it right now. But I don't know. Like, it took me a little bit to realize that it's not your fault. This was before we had this conversation out in the car. Yesterday. Was that yesterday? Yeah. Oh my gosh. My days are horrible, y'all. But, yeah, me and Justin, like, had this long discussion about how it's not his fault. Because I feel like I put a lot of pressure on him to be, like, supportive. And it's not the fact that he's not supportive. It's the fact that I'm having this internal, like, <sighs> struggle. You need to make sure you go correct that with them other people. <laughs> I doubt they listen to this. Yeah. Anyhow. How dare you. I'm just letting you know. Like, I know, but I wouldn't do anything like that to you. I know. You're a better person than I am. Gosh. Right now, as we're sitting here, where are you mentally with your art, with your your focus on maybe starting your own business, and where do you see yourself going with it? Where do you, where do you see this taking us? Taking you mainly. Well, first off, with my... Ride. I'm milking it. <laughs> you ain't milking nothing. It's dry as I don't know what. My cash cow. <sighs> Thanks. <laughs> Where my art is right now is <sighs> amateur level. Like it's it's really bad. I don't like it at all. I'm not satisfied with it. I know other people might disagree and like thank you is all I can say. Like I appreciate it, but I don't like my art right now. 
I really don't. That's what I'm trying to work on. That's what I'm doing now is trying to better my art. As far as a business, I have no idea what a business would be. I have no idea. I don't even want to think about a business right now. I don't feel like I can provide anything right now that I would be proud of. I tried to do an Etsy shop, like doing different sketches and stuff, but I just don't feel like they're up to par with what my style of art is. So basically, you got a lot of practicing to do. Yeah. You've been doing some work. You've been doing some... I have, and I just... You had a... You done a painting the other day that was... I won't say... I won't say it's your, but I I will say that it's the best thing I've seen you do in a long time, and you just done it off a whim. Definitely not my best work. Hold on, but you done it off a whim, and I showed it to some people, and they were like, "Look at that! That's they thought it was amazing." And that that goes back to like I said, you don't you you're not average with your talent. You have above average talent, regardless of what you say. It's not where I want it to be, so I don't like it at all. I showed it to somebody. I showed it to my friend Austin. Super artistic, super creative fellow, his own self. He he can draw really he's well. He's listening right now. Yeah, he's listening. He listens on uh, YouTube. Can you hear me, Austin? <laughs> he's a truck driver, so he's probably got blurred through his radio. If you can hear me, buddy, I'm talking about you. Let's make it weird so for him. So weird. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Look, so he, weird. And I, he and I, when we get together, like when we were in school, we were some of the most creative people. We were yeah, creative. We were a super creative. You duo. told me about a book that y'all wrote, and then it wasn't a book. So, like I well, said, it was a short we, story, wasn't it? We went to this little glorified homeschool group thing. Basically, I know nobody remembers this, but there was a movie that came out, and it was called The Nut Job, where we went to school. The lady that founded the school back in the seventies, she come back in the picture. She done this creative writing assignment. Well, she paired me and Austin together. Had no idea that everybody else was a dud. And we were like the two most creative people. So there. glad you're humble. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, if you only knew, we got all the public school rejects. He and I paired up together, wrote this short story, basically about this family of squirrels lost their nuts. Their oak tree went dry. They lost all their acorns. They went on a world mission around the world to try to find some new oak trees to plant, new acorns to bring back plant, grow new oak trees. We wrote this whole elaborate story, won the contest by a long shot. I mean by a lot. It wasn't even close. We slaughtered this competition. A year later, they make the movie The Nut Job. Pretty much the same storyline. Exactly the same. Somebody was watching us with satellites. Stole our story. (laughs) Stole our story. That's so frustrating. I ain't seen a dime off of that movie. I'm like, Forrest Gump, I ain't seen a penny of that movie. (laughs) Now, I do remember in high school, we had a creative writing assignment. And any kind of writing assignment is so much fun to me. I'm not good at grammar. You can probably tell from this podcast. I'm not good at a lot of different stuff like that. I I read Tarantula as Tarantula. Like, there's so much wrong with me. (laughs) (laughs) But when it comes to creative writing, I love it. I love it so much. So I did this story about, because I lived across the street from a Baptist camp. And a funeral home. Well, that was in my backyard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I had joyous kids in my front yard and dead people in my backyard. (laughs) Anyhow. Talk about stuff with nightmares. Yeah. Maybe that's why I'm jacked up. Anyhow, 
I wrote this like creative story about me playing in the woods across the street and the woods were basically alive and like because it was camp whispering pines the pine trees were basically whispering to me but it was really the wind going through the pine trees because it was whispering pines it was the name of the place it felt so whimsical and I loved it the way that I love to creative write is to play music like the kind of music that I love enchantment yeah, I guess it like, like en- enchanted music. Yeah, like enchanting like music. Elven music, like from Lord of the Rings. Yeah, kinda. Exactly. <laughs> See there? Exactly. You're not creative Think as about- I am. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Think about that kind of music, and that's what I was listening to while I was writing this. So it was so neat. Well, my teacher was like, "Did you write this?" And I was like, "Yeah." She was like, "This is really good." I was like, "Thank you." Wasn't a beat mine an awesome squirrel story. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. That all to say, different kinds of creativity is flourishing in me, but drawing is not. So that's the one that I'm trying to work on. But maybe I shouldn't because these other ones are kind of like, I've been wanting to write a book for so long. Why don't you? What's stopping you? Cut out an hour a day. I have thought about doing a children's book. Children's books are just so simple. Maybe that's where the difficulty lies is that they're just so simple. I just don't think that would be difficult to write. Maybe that's why Books a Million is like. I think it's like anything. Children's books. It's like this podcast for me. It's getting started on something. Finding something to talk about. Yeah. That's the hardest part. And getting it rolling. Yeah. Once I figure out something to talk about. Yeah. And I can roll with it. Yeah. Then my creative juices start flowing. I just have to find that catalyst. I love creativity. I mean, just. Being able to use your brain and just, like, come up with something that nobody's expecting. It's so much fun. But it's just drawing is not it for me. It's just not. That's why That's I was. That's crazy to me because you're good at it. But I know goes, you. I know you don't think you're, you're that good, but you're really good at it. You're good I at it. I think I'm good enough to be able to use it for other purposes. Like maybe artwork in a children's book? Or, like, every time I tested in high school career-wise, it always said that I was an exhibit designer. And it's true. I would love to set up exhibits. Would love it. But that's not drawing. But you know what is drawing? The draft to show my manager. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, the fact that I can draw doesn't mean that I should, like, draw and sell drawings. Yeah. But it would go hand in hand with other creative things that I would love to do. So I'm over here beating myself up that I'm not as good as other people. But maybe it's not because that was what I was meant to do. I was meant to do something else creative. But drawing it would just help. In Look that at aid. us figuring stuff out. <laughs> it only took two hours. I should have I been a therapist. Oh, hush. You're over there doodling. You're drawing more than I do. You don't think therapists are really <laughs> taking notes over there, do you? When they're sitting there like, yeah, keep talking. No, I'm just No, saying, they're drawing like, that little square. We're talking about me drawing over here, and you draw more than I do. Let's let's wrap it up before we get engulfed in this uh, this rabbit hole. We don't want the earth to cave in on us. Yeah. Did I say earth? Look, there's I, no I meant to say what earth. I said in this entire earth. thing. I say stuff stupid all the time. <laughs> At least twice a day. No, it's more than that. Uh, I'll give you it's twice. It's like once every other sentence. It ain't that bad. No, twice a day. You're going to say something stupid twice a day. I guarantee you the angel <laughs> that's writing down like what we say, it's just like, I need another stenography typewriter for this girl. I keep wearing this one key out because I'm hitting the back key. 
Did you spell this wrong or did she say it wrong? <laughs> I have scrolls in the scroll hall of fame. <laughs> the angel's like, I, I'm not sure. We're just going to roll with it. We'll get her to interpret when she gets up here. It's like ancient Hebrew. This has been a good deep dive on you and your artistic side. It wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. Well, I'm closing this show out. Don't you interrupt me. I'm sorry. Thank you, fine listeners, for listening to us and putting up with us for another week. We really appreciate it. Do you got anything you want to say now? I hope I didn't bore them to death. I feel so monotoned. I'm so sorry, y'all. I just feel very... I feel like a boring person. And I know I probably am to a lot of people. Well, let me paint this picture for you since we're creative. She's in a big hoodie. (laughs) Thanks, babe. Pajama pants. She had socks on. I did negotiate her to take the socks off, but she got she gets too comfortable for these things. I like being cozy. She's way too comfortable. But anyway, very nice. Paint that picture. But my hair looks nice. Your hair does look nice. We out of here. See (laughs) y'all. Bye.